Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The 192nd Annual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is taking place this weekend. And while at least one session is commemorating a milestone for women of faith, a well-known member of the church is celebrating another anniversary and a number of addresses given from the pulpit at the General Conference. And if you think it's easy to give a talk, think again. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Of course, KSL News Radio will cover the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, not only the conference sessions, we'll have special programming in between. And we're really pleased to be joined today by Sarah Jane Weaver, who's the editor of The Church News. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thanks, as always, for having me on, Boyd. Uh, and as, as we roll into conference, obviously that's a, a huge weekend. And uh, we know that for President Russell M. Ballard, uh, this is a... Uh, he hits a milestone every time. He's been doing this for 46 years now. Uh, you had a chance to sit down with President Ballard not too long ago for a podcast, of the Church News podcast, and, and talk about kind of his journey through that. To give us kind of the uh, when he was young version uh, before he ever stepped to that pulpit. Well, you know, President M. Russell Ballard was called to be a general authority um, in 1976. That makes him the oldest, longest-serving general authority in the church. And um, he has given uh, probably as many general conference talks as, as anyone else. So uh, when, when he was a, a young boy, he had a, a moment. Uh, we often uh, hear people refer to the, the red chairs uh, at General Conference, and that, of course, is where the leaders of the church sit throughout the conference. And tell us about that. Yeah, he did share a delightful anecdote in, in our recent interview. He spoke about being a 12-year-old boy. He had not attended General Conference before. He was raised in a family that wasn't very religious. Mm. And so he and his friend go to General Conference. It's held in the Tabernacle and temple square there are no seats available and so they make their way up and and sit on the stairs that go up to the stand they they have a clear view of the first presidency and quorum of the 12 apostles of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints no one shoes them away they just let them stay and and listen and and uh, apparently as the conference went on the those seats on those stairs got a little uncomfortable and and president ballard said he he looked up at the, the chairs on the stand and said to his friend, boy, I, I wish I could sit in one of those 
uh, comfy red chairs. <laughs> um, well, and and he he did he did point out that uh, years later, when he had the opportunity to sit in one of those chairs, that they aren't really as comfortable as you would think they would be. I love that. That's uh, that is classic. Uh President Ballard. Uh, in fact, I want to go to uh, a portion. As you mentioned, he's been uh, doing this longer than any uh, living general authority. He's given 84 conference talks. Uh, and you had the uh, opportunity to ask him on your your podcast about uh, how he goes about that process of preparing to speak to a worldwide audience. It's not difficult for me to give a talk. It's very difficult to say something worthwhile. Something that will be helpful for people in their lives. And I try real hard to talk about practical things in a lot of ways. Because I think in this world that we're living in now, it's the simple things that we need to hang on to. Family prayer, blessing on the food, being kind to each other. Uh, strengthening family relationships. If anybody's lost that, they ought to do everything they can to put it back because it's a very, very important part of family life, in my judgment. Uh, I think that's such a power thing. Anybody can give a talk. It's difficult to say something worthwhile. Uh, that's that's great lessons. Other insight you gained uh, about General Conference in that conversation with President Ballard? Well, you know, the, the topics for General Conference addresses are rarely assigned. Mm. Um, the speakers are, are given the assignment to speak, and then they have to, to think and ponder and struggle and find a topic that fits for them. And I'm sure that has to be a bit overwhelming when you think of a global 17, almost 17 million member church conference addresses are translated into 98 languages. Wow. And, and it actually takes 91,000 hours from church employees and volunteers to prepare for and then clean up uh, after general conference. Wow. That is, uh, that is unbelievable. Uh, we've been following a, a lot as we've gone through on this program during Women's History Month. And we know that there is a special session, the Saturday evening session of general conference this year, uh, will be focused on women. And, uh, you had the opportunity to sit down, uh, with President Jean B. Bingham, uh, who leads the Relief Society of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, uh, clearly one of the largest and uh, longest standing women's organizations in the world. What did you learn from President Bingham? Well, this March marked the 180th anniversary of Relief Society. It's an organization for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that was organized on March 17, 1842. Hmm. And, and Sister Bingham, who was preparing for um, General Conference, she knew there was going to be a, a special session. This isn't a session that will take place every conference. As, you know, for many years, there were sessions designated on Saturday night for the men, and then and then the opposite conference would be for the women. And now they're saying, we're going to use that Saturday night session for whatever needs we see, mm. and the First Presidency will designate that before each conference, and, and this conference they designated for women. And President Bingham's message was that 
everyone belongs to Relief Society and that we're all different and that's okay. Yeah, such an important message. And uh, for the Church News podcast, as you sat down with President Bingham, uh, she actually shared a, uh, a quote from Elder John A. Witzow, a past member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, uh, focused on Relief Society and how that connects the women of the past to the women of today. I love, matter of fact, the quote by Elder John A. Widso. He talks about the relief of poverty, relief of illness, relief of doubt, relief of ignorance, relief of all that hinders the joy and progress of women. And that's what we're doing in Relief Society. So as we look at that, uh, women around the world, and uh, Sarah, you've uh, had the opportunity to go around the world and see many of these women. What is it from your perspective? You've seen women in all kinds of countries and all kinds of settings and economic uh, situations and status. Uh, What is it that unites all of these women? And what is it that the church and these women uh, do together uh, in terms of improving lives? Well, the purpose of Relief Society today is the exact same as it was 180 years ago. And and it was formed as an organization, as we just heard, with an effort for women to look out and to minister and to serve one another. And that is what we see them doing today. Uh, There are strong, strong women in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And they have an ethic of service and they look for needs and they meet needs. And it it really is a remarkable thing to see. There are so many uh, organizations, global organizations, that look at the Relief Society and note that it is something that empowers women in really unique ways. Yes, yeah, several years ago I went to um, a, an event at the United Nations. As part of that event, they were talking about the status of women worldwide. And, and I asked them why the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints had been invited to do a side event at that event. And the organizer said... Well, you know, when, when a woman joins your church, um, she it, first of all learns about hygiene. She learns about literacy. Uh, she is given the opportunity to learn and then to teach and then to lead. And, and she's expected to share her voice in public. And then she goes out into the community and she serves others. So it really is a building process. Uh, I think that President Bingham would say that the, the goal is to improve the life and status of women through their uh, uh, participation in Release Society. Oh, fantastic. So that will be the Saturday evening session this year. And uh, as we mentioned, uh, we're going to continue to, to focus on that as we round out one more day of Women's History Month. And just as a teaser for tomorrow, you don't want to miss tomorrow's program. We're going to have uh, President Bonnie H. Corden, who is over the uh, young women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and what it is doing for young women around the world. You don't want to miss that as we close out Women's History Month. Uh, also, make sure you check out the Church News Podcast. Sarah Jane Weaver is the editor of the Church News. And you can stay tuned to KSL News Radio throughout your general conference weekend. We'll have all of the sessions as well as special programming uh, in between all sessions of conference throughout the weekend. All right, we're going to go ahead and uh, step aside uh, as we round out uh, this first segment. Uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, dig into some uh, focus in terms of what comes next in building bridges, solving problems, and communicating just a little bit better. An important event happening at Utah Valley University. Uh, We'll talk with Dr. Brian Birch about that coming up next. Stay with us. With Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. 
But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.